Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I'm your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we have a completely divine guest. Her name is AC Brown. AC is a psychic that helps you source the clarity you need to navigate the mystical map of your lifetime. AC helps guide you into spiritual empowerment through mystical tools like human design, astrology, and numerology. She's also the host of the Is My Aura On Straight podcast and contributes to Each Other, an ensemble human design podcast. Oh, and and did I mention she channels her powerful messages on YouTube and has programs like Astrology Essentials and Human Design Essentials? Well, she does. She is a generator for sure. (laughs) Here to talk the secrets of your aura and human design is AC. AC, welcome to the podcast. Hello, and I'm actually a projector. (laughs) Are you? Oh my gosh. I thought you're a generator because of, you know what I've done? I've listened to your podcast about your family being generators. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a lot of generators in my family. Oh, okay. Even better. This is going to make, okay, wonderful. I'm so sorry about that. I've got I've gotten my human design wires crossed. Thank you for sharing that with me. What 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 is a projector? Can you start on that note? Just what your human design is personally? Yeah, so a projector, we operate by invitations. So we are to we're here to guide and direct other people's energies. Mm-hmm. And we are then to um, be invited or seen or recognized, and then we can act. Okay. Okay. And without that invitation, what, what, what's the normal trajectory for a projector if they don't have an invitation? Then they're forcing stuff. They're not aligned. And to be honest, when you think about all of the aura types, generators and projectors are very similar um, versus generators and manifesting generators because generators are waiting to respond to to something externally outside of them. Mm -hmm. And a projector is waiting to be invited to something externally outside of them. So it can be similar sometimes. And usually generator projectors get conditioned um, by generators because generators make up the majority of the population. Ah, okay. But that conditioning, can that conditioning be in their highest good and not in their highest good? It's like that word. I mean, it's never really in their highest good um, for a projector to be conditioned by a generator because it's a totally two separate energies. Mm -hmm. One has a defined sacral center, Mm -hmm. one doesn't. So that's kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. What, how has human design for you in enhance your life and your experience of your life 
It has helped tremendously just because now that I know all of these years um, that I'm here to wait for the invitation or wait to be seen, mm-hmm. I don't force things. So I just worry about myself and then the right people and the right invitations will always come to me. Mm-hmm. And for anyone listening, when you use the word and when you speak of the concept of invitations, can you add some tangible um, yeah, some tangible examples of that, like what an invitation in life could look like? So an invitation is you inviting me on your podcast. That's mm-hmm. an invitation. Or someone asking me out on a date or someone offering me a job or someone sending me an email wanting to work with me. That is an invitation versus me reaching out to the podcast versus me. Yes, I can still have to apply for jobs if I was working in corporate America, but I would always get an invitation to work there. They would offer me an offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would say, oh, we want to offer you the job. That's an invitation. Or like, oh, we want you to come for the interview. That's an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when it comes to auras, because you are a psychic and you understand a lot about auras, can you let us know what you define an aura as and once you see it or feel it as an individual are you able to change your aura well through human design no mm-hmm. um your aura type that you're born in because it uses your birth date and your birth time just like astrology no you cannot change that but your actual spiritual aura like your soul and things like that can you change it i don't think you necessarily are changing it versus you are clearing it to its original Mm -hmm. form. So I believe that conditioning, influence, religion, um, all of these other things that kind of make you who you are when your aura is kind of clouded or different colors or whatever, or the energy that you exude, that can be cleared down to its original state, its purest state that you came here for. Right. What I really love about what you're saying is the power of subtraction and it's usually a place I start with my clients is rather than, okay, you're here in the process, let's add and add and add and add and let's like, you know, naturally there are lots of people that come to me because they want to be and feel more in their lives and that's the work that we're there to do but the first step is actually the subtraction subtraction piece. So what I love about what you've just said is, the importance of subtracting and getting to the essence rather than adding, like defaulting to adding and like expanding straight from the Um, Mm get-go. Could you you speak into, yeah, the power of subtracting and getting some clearing some of that conditioning and some of what can cloud your essence? So many things can cloud your essence. Um, Religion can cloud your essence. Mm. Um, The way you were raised, socioeconomic status, where you lived, your Mm. friends, all of those things can cloud your essence. Conditioning in general, you know, your parents' belief system Mm -hmm. can cloud your essence. Um, All of that stuff can cloud it. Um, You know, your friends, 
all of those things. But, you know, I have this thing, it's called the 80-20 rule that, you know, these modalities like human design, astrology are 80% accurate because it uses your birthday, your birth time, where you were born, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have the 20%, which is your socioeconomic status, religion, conditioning, the way you were raised, all of that stuff. Sometimes the 20% outweighs the 80%. But our goal is to get back to the 80%. And that's where it kind of hurts people a little bit because we've been programmed by people and by things and by where we live, all of that stuff, tradition, um, all of that stuff. And so when, you know, something a part of you says that you're supposed to, let's just use it as food. You're supposed to eat, you know, a lot of blue foods, right? Mm -hmm. But the way you grew up, you were taught blue foods are bad. Blue foods don't help you. Um, Blue foods are going to like poison you. But your actual makeup says that blue foods are going to help you flourish. They're going to help your blood run properly. Your heart, you're going to have more energy. So now when you incorporate blue foods into your body, there might actually be a rejection because you've been taught and your belief is that blue foods are bad for you. Mm. So your mind already is like, wait a minute, we can't have blueberries. We can't have blue ice cream. I'm just using that as an example, (laughs) but we can't have these things. So then we have to decondition and say, wait a minute, my makeup, my blood work, my charts say that blue foods are going to help me grow. They're going to help me be healthy. You have to now start training yourself Mm. to think that way. So you have to start deconditioning. You have to start doing some subconscious work yeah. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that you mentioned subconscious work. Can you share with us your experience with subconscious work? And if there's something that you've needed to decondition yourself from now that you know more about your aura? Oh, absolutely. Um, so what we will do naturally as human beings is we're going to fight for what we our beliefs. Mm. So if we believe that the sky is yellow, we are going to argue someone down when they say, no, it's blue Mm. because we have that belief in our mind. So we have to change our belief system and, you Mm. know, in hypnotherapy and any type of trauma work, healing work, you're changing your belief system. So you're working on your beliefs because your body naturally wants to fight for your beliefs. So if I believe that all, you know, rabbits are dangerous. I'm going to stay away from rabbits. Mm -hmm. So I have to start changing my belief. Like maybe all rabbits are bad. Maybe the baby bunnies are cute. You know what I mean? And start like doing that. Or if you have a belief that, um, you can't, um, make money unless you look a certain way, you know, that's a belief. So you have to start deconditioning yourself for that belief. Like, wait a minute, my product is good. What I do is good. I can make money. That doesn't matter. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. 100%. Especially because money is neutral, right? Money is neutral. Like to use, to follow that example that you're giving. Have you needed to, so I love talking about the energy of money, by the way. Have you needed to, 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 can I ask, have you needed to work on that 
personally through your work as an entrepreneur? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I mean, it's I'm a work in progress um, in general, especially when we think about human design or a type. You know, I'm a projector. So money for me, I mean, for everyone should be ease and flow. But for yeah. me, really, it should be ease and flow because I personally, as a projector, I don't have the same energy as someone like a generator or a manifesting generator. Yeah. I don't have the energy to push through and get a project done and, you know, put in the hours. Yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. So money should be easy for me or very in a flow state. So I have had those money energy blocks with, cause like I said, both of my parents are generators. Mm. And so they also come from an era of, you know, work hard, play hard yep. kind of thing. So for a long time, I was doing a lot of work to make money. And I have, I've had to reprogram my subconscious mind that I don't have to put in work yeah. of what I think it looks like to make money. Yes. Yes, I really hope projectors are hearing this, that it can, it needs to work for you, that you cannot push. You can't. It can't you can't push. You it has to be very it, making money should be easy. Yeah. I mean yeah. it should be easy for everyone, but yeah. for us it it should be energetically easy, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. To work, to decondition that work hard. And even, and some people have the messaging, um, making money is hard. You, you know, you work hard for the money, all of that. Where do you start with like reprogramming yourself? Do you start with coming down into your body? Do you start with using different words and repeating those words so that your subconscious, um, gets a new message where as a projector, where, where would you start with, um, reprogramming yourself for ease with money? Well, for me, um, it's about repetition and mm -hmm. it's about um, doing things that are easy. So I actually record myself um, with different things that I want to change and mm -hmm. I fall asleep to it. Ah. So that's how I do that. So I fall asleep to it and I use that as a just to and it works for me. Yeah. So I work on, you know, a few things at a time. And I just fall asleep to it. Yeah. Amazing. And that really taps into the ease because you've recorded it once. You know what? I recorded it once. Yeah. I press play <laughs> on this app on my phone. Just put my phone down, turn it up just enough so I can hear it. Yeah. But that it's not too loud. And mm -hmm. then I just go to sleep. And then it's, the track just plays the entire night. Oh, I love this. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I've never thought to do it with my own voice. I do it in journaling. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. do it, I just keep, I keep so it's easy the because hard it's, way. <laughs> right. Cause then I know that, you know, then I'll remember it or something will happen. I'm like, Oh, it's just my own voice. Like repeating it back to me. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for that. That's a gift. That is something that anyone I'm guessing any human design can run with, but for projectors yes. in particular who need ease. Um, that's a really wonderful one. I'm going to do that. So I am a manifesting generator. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was wondering, 
I seem to attract a lot of manifesting generators and generators into my work because they are out of alignment. They've got these high energy levels. They generate a lot in every sense mm-hmm. of the word. And um, the reason why they're drawn to me, I sense, is that I've become more at ease with the flow of satisfaction in my life mm. and how important that is. And okay. Um, and being able to channel my energy and use it wisely so it's more in alignment because I have well and truly done spaghetti against the wall. I have well and truly done, let's just throw this out there, like, just like the, react, the manifesting generator. Classic, right? Classic. Classic. It's Throwing like it I, I just... I always say I know when I'm when I'm on a manifesting generators email list because they will offer me several different things during the month and I'm just like well, here we go. <laughs> That's me. Oh my god, I've done that so many times. They always have a different offer. It's never and I'm always confused and I'm just like, all right, well, here we are. <laughs> oh my god, I feel exposed and I'm going a little bit red because that is that. <laughs> That is me. Um, you can you can put, point out a manifesting generator. Easy. <laughs> Just join their mailing list. Uh, so, um, yes, <laughs> I was wondering one thing. I mean, I don't, I'm not a human design expert. I just know, I know a little bit here and there, enough to just kind of know myself and know a few of the main pointers and hence why I've got an expert like yourself on. But one of the things that... I do speak into and remind my manifesting generator and generator clients of is the importance of frustration and satisfaction and listening to those. Can you expand um, for listeners what it is I'm talking about and why that's so important for these aura types? Absolutely. So each aura has a signature and the signature is what you are sort of searching for, if you want to say, in everything that you do in love and life and business and work all of that friendships. And so generator family, manifesting generators and generators, they are searching for, for their sets. Their signature is satisfaction mm-hmm. for projectors minus success for um, manifestors. There's this peace and for reflectors, there's a surprise. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it from a manifesting generator or a generator family perspective, when we talk about um, satisfaction versus frustration and frustration is the not self. So every aura type has a not self. So the not self for generator family is frustration for projectors is bitterness or being bitter for manifestors. It's anger. Mm -hmm. And then for reflectors is disappointment. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, the not self to the signature So when we talk about just the generator family, you are searching for satisfaction in what you do, but you have the problem with generators where they have problems is that they don't know what's going to make them satisfied. They haven't gotten clear Mm -hmm. on what will make them satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so that's why they get frustrated. That's why you all get frustrated is that you don't know what will actually be satisfactory for you. So I always tell anyone in the generator family, Figure out what's actually going to make you satisfied Mm. and then keep on doing that thing and don't try and copy someone else's stuff or look at someone else's blueprint because that that might not necessarily make you satisfied. I, I remember talking to a client once 
and she was talking about doing VIP days. And I said, is that going to make you satisfied? She's like, no, I hate it. I said, well, why are you doing it? She's like, because that's what I was taught to do, mm-hmm. that I can make money. I said, but you're never going to make money. You're not going to be satisfied spending six hours with someone yeah. or four hours with them. Yeah. So you got to eliminate that. So you have to figure out what satisfaction means to you and to get clear about what you want and how that's going to look. So you are not frustrated. Mm, yeah. Big, big key there when you feel, and, and I feel like speaking from personal experience, I feel like I just got acclimatized to frustration. Like I just got used to it and just didn't, I, I feel like I was, trapped by a few things going on internally, but I feel like I just got used to it and thought it was somehow subconsciously maybe thought it was normal to just feel that frustrated in life and to feel like even though I knew what I wanted was on the other side of frustration, I feel like really I tell my clients really, really listen to it because it doesn't actually have to be that way. I think there's a certain level of adjustment to it, a bit like the work hard mentality. So I just wanted to say to people, you don't actually have to live um, in in frustration. I just right. want to give that permission. <laughs> you don't yeah, have to live in, you don't have to, to tolerate it. Right. You don't have to. Yeah. You know a lot about people through your gifts and through how you've served. When what this is what I want to ask you. When it comes to your work and creating the magic that you create, what like what turns you on most about the life that you've created for, for yourself and the work that you're doing? Like what, what's keeping you going and keeping you feeling alive and juiced up? Wow, that's a great question. Um, well, what's keeping me going, unfortunately, as I try to live in the present moment is the future. I mean, unfortunately, not, I don't want to say that the pandemic slowed things down. It just made things a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that I had planned that I was going to be in like deep in this year. And because of last year, I'm not in that. However, I've gotten really clear about the work that I do mm-hmm. and where I want to take this. So that is just really important. And for me, my channeling and spiritual guidance and teaching people about their soul's journey is really important to me. Yeah. Um, on a very deep level um, that it gives me goosebumps talking about some Ooh. of the concepts that I've been downloading and things like that. So, yeah. Channeling, is this something that you've always done? Is yeah, people, some people still aren't familiar with what channeling is. If you could just say what your experience is of channeling yeah. and yeah, whether you needed to give yourself permission to be really open to channeling. I'm just, yeah, curious. Well, I've always been a channel, but I didn't know I was channeling mm. until probably about, gosh, maybe 15 years ago. But I always was doing it mm. from a very, very young age. I just didn't know what it was. Um, and so it made it a lot easier to, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's happening. That's what's going on. That's what, you know, in channeling, you can either do it consciously or subconsciously or, um, excuse me, or unconsciously. Um, But most channels in general have an unconscious stream, but they might be looking directly at you, but, you know, or, you know, 
there are musicians who are cha- who channel music and they mm. don't, you know, that whole thing. So channeling is just really a, a pretty fast kind of, you become a vessel mm. and you don't know where the information comes from. You don't know how you did something or anything like that. You just become a vessel and it kind of drops in, in you and it just comes through you. And it can be words. It can be yeah. through art. It can be through writing. It's not specifically through spoken word or through speech. Like for myself, I know some channels who are writers and who are best-selling authors and they literally have channels, 500 page books in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So it really depends, but it's just an unconscious process of you and your connection to your spirit guide, God, universe, et cetera, that just kind of flows through you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I, um, yeah, I, there's so much pleasure. I think you, I think you touched on that in something that you just shared, but there's so much pleasure in channeling and allowing yourself to channel in all of, in whatever form is most aligned for you. In fact, actually, that's a question I have that's just popped out of nowhere. Do the different aura types channel differently? Does it get that specific or? Um, you need to read someone's individual chart is, or is that channeling more and the way that you channel more about the 20% conditioning piece? What do you, meaning do each, does each or have a different yeah. specific style of channeling? Yeah. No, not it. Not that your, your channeling is going to be specific to you in general. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any patterns per se yeah. um, with the aura types that I would stand firm on because everyone is different. Mm -hmm. So it really depends. Some people, like I said, some people only channel through automatic writing. Some people don't need that. Some people channel um, through typing. I know people who can channel through typing. I'm not there yet completely the way I would like to be, but there's no specific like, Oh, you know, generators channel this way or manifesting generator. No, it just depends on how you channel if you are a channel um everyone is not a channel but everyone does have mm-hmm. some type of divine talent mm-hmm. um it can be clairvoyance it can be clairaudience it can be something like that but it may not necessarily be channeling yeah yeah okay thank you for that clarification i was just like oh is there a like is there a connection i thought oh yeah. does it get so that's <laughs> a connection there there are some um, indicators that you can point out in your astrology and your human design chart but that still doesn't mean that's a dominant kind of talent for you okay you weave you also offer numerology as part of your services and that's one of your Mm -hmm. gifts how does numerology complement human design if at all are they two do you just treat them as two separate separate can you yeah they're two separate things but sometimes things there are you know um just things that align. Mm-hmm. Um, numerology is more based off of, you know, your name or your birth date. Mm-hmm. Um, the, your when you were, you know, that whole thing. There are some some coincidences in there and some like kind of correlations. But um, to me, sometimes they don't necessarily con- are in alignment. But human design does have pieces of astrology. I mean, numerology in it. So, but I, I like to use them separately. Okay. Okay. What can numerology tell you about someone? 
numerology for me has always been like the energy of. So meaning that, you know, you have your personal year, you have your birth number, you also have your life path or your life purpose number. Those numbers are the energy of. So, or even looking at your, where you live. So each, you know, so if you live in an actual freestanding house, then you add up all the numbers to your address. And then that gives you a number. And that's usually, that's the energy of your home. Or if you live in an apartment, you just add up the numbers that are there. So if your apartment number is one, zero, one, one, then your energy of that home would be a three. Yeah. And so every, it's about the energy. Each number has an energy associated with it. So like if you are a five life path number or life purpose number, that means that you are here to adventure. You're here to try new things. Then it goes to your birthday. If you are a six birthday number, the six is about, you know, foundations doing certain things. So it's about the energy, um, more or less, not of the aura per se of you, but the energy of um, if you are in alignment, how things will kind of pan out for you. So for instance, um, if your apartment number is an eight, eight is the number of personal power. It's the number of material possessions and turning dreams into reality. So it's a very powerful number. And so if you live in an apartment with an eight, you would, it would, you would notice that energy of mm-hmm. you being in those positions, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So if mine is 48, it's four plus eight equals eight. 12, and then you do one plus two? Yes, and that's three. Okay. And so, so three, three is fun and creative and lively, and there's a lot of creativity, a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the energy of your home. Definitely. And um, my husband is a manifesting generator as well. So oh, there's gosh. definitely, oh, yes. <laughs> we are, I ne- could never quite work out. It's like people was like, oh, you two are such go-getters. And I never, until this year, until I looked in and started understanding human design. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't have his birth time, but I've tried all different Time. Okay, as long as the as long as the aura type doesn't change, I'm sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. that the profile changes. But as yeah. long as the aura type doesn't change, yeah. So it's uh, uh there's a lot going. Yeah, the Gemini moons and two manifesting generators. It's like we like to work and we like to study and we like to, <laughs> we um like reading a lot and um yeah. So it's very it's very interesting. But what you reflected just then in regards to numerology in the house makes a lot of sense because we really are in a wind of experimentation with our house and changing up the purpose of. Things. Oh, that's good. I'm with it. Yeah, it's great. It's actually. Um, it's actually given me a new, yeah, it's given me a win. Uh, I'm ready for it. I didn't realize how ready I was for it. And I was like, oh, wow, I've got this really um, incredibly creative um, way of being in my house, whereas all of my creativity has gone into my work for years on end. Mm-hmm. And now it's been, it's been really refreshing is what I'm trying to say to feel more balanced in my life to go, okay, this is just for you uh, just for you it's just for the family for the children and to really have that um have that focus be yeah be more balanced so that's exciting that's exciting to you and I'm, I'm excited to tell him about that <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
What's um just out of curiosity, what's the energy of your home that you're in? My right home now? is a number one. So okay. it's I'm a number, it adds up to one. So one is about independence, about um creating something new things, um, also like starting fresh uh leadership, mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. type of things. Yeah. And is that in alignment with where you're at? in this point in your life? Like, cause if you move, yeah, it, then it's the a, number will change, right? Yeah. I'm definitely not moving to a number one home again. Okay. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. Um, because one is also about, well, the energy of the home one is about you being, I don't want to say by yourself, but doing things independently. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine. I'm an only child. So it fits. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I would, I would definitely want to move into probably a two home, um, next time, <laughs> cause that's about partnership and things like that. So I probably want to move into a two home, um, or yeah, probably a two home. Maybe I forgot. Maybe, I don't know. They probably, probably a two home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably a two number two home or even an eight, even an eight home, even an eight home. That one sounded good. Which one was the eight again? That one really. It's st- like personal power. Yeah. Mati- yeah. Like it's really, it's a really powerful number. Yeah. So I would probably want to move into an eight home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be looking at real estate and going, wait a minute. Yeah. That's before how I, I, before I get involved, before I fall in love with absolutely. it, what's the number? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you add up the numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very I important. Love- Magic. I love, I love this magic. I love it. Um, AC, what are some, speaking of magic, what are some of the most magical things you've learned from your own teachings and how have you integrated them to create the life that you have now? Like what really well, sounds um, Probably being, just having a different perspective. Mm. I'm all about perspectives and having a different perspective about just different ways of seeing the world. Um, and being open to the possibilities of other perspectives and how that can change mm. your your life. Because without that perspective, what what happens? You become kind of closed minded, and you're not open mm. to the possibilities. Mm. Perspective is really equals possibilities. Mm. It does. It really does. Yeah, yeah. it really does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, perspective equals possibility, full stop. We've talked a little bit today about about magic, about knowing yourself, about alignment. What are three things that you would like listeners to know about living their life in alignment so that they can be there in their fullest expression? Does anything come to mind? Yeah, Um Probably the first thing is to know your why Mm. and not be consumed with other people's results when you don't know their why. Um, That's number one. Yes. Number two, to kind of understand that you came here to do a job. It's your responsibility to complete the mission when Mm -hmm. it comes to your soul's work. Um, And you don't know what the mission is going to be, but it's your job to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably say number three, um, would be about, and I'm working on a concept more and I'll be releasing more of this over time, um, about finding home in your body. 
Um, Beautiful. And when you find home in your body, um, you are the most truest, authentic person that you can be. And therefore you will never be lost. Mm. You will never be directionless. You will never not know where you're going because you will know where home is within you. So that way you can venture out and journey anywhere you want to go. And you will always have a place to be. Yeah. I'm sitting here nodding like one of those (laughs) bobbleheads. It's like, oh my God, I love your answers. I'm just in love with your answers. Like they feel they are so true. It is so, yeah, beautiful, true, finding home in yourself. With your soul's purpose, for some people, are they living out their soul's purpose in this lifetime to prepare them for the next lifetime? Does that happen? Or is there a sense of completion every lifetime? I believe, and it's my belief, that you get, you come here. Remember, we pick, we pick this life. You pick mm-hmm. your parents. Mm-hmm. You, pick your, you pick the lessons that you are to learn. And I truly believe that when you don't learn them, you repeat them the next lifetime until you do. Okay. Yeah. So that's why it's really important for us to be Mm self-aware when we finally do start knowing about these things to start fixing those problems. So Mm -hmm. start fixing those things to start learning from those, those issues or whatever, you know, cause I always say, I need to get this together because I don't want to do this next lifetime. Yes. I, I don't yeah. even want to come back next yeah. lifetime. I just want to be like an ascendant master or something. Yes. Like I don't even want to, <laughs> I don't even want to come back. So if the choice is me coming back and being like somebody else's spirit guide, or I want to do that. Yeah. So what do I have to do to be a spirit guide? Yeah. That's what I want to know. That's what I want to do. The path of ease. Yes, <laughs> I want to. I want to be a. I want to be a spirit guide. Don't send me back to Earth. I'm good. <laughs> I've I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it right while I'm here. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um, Asi, I'd just love to ask you a couple of quick shoot questions, if that's okay, just to yes, fire absolutely. up your intuition, like what. Just whatever first comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> I would love to know, what's your favorite taste? Um, ooh, savory. Mm. What's your favorite ritual? Probably anything involving candles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just bought a rose candle the other day and it's totally oh. like turning me on. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it. What's your favorite secret place? And that could secret. be in your body or it could be it could be internal secret. or external. Secret place. I would probably say the bathtub. Mm. Yeah. What does the bathtub give provide you with? Water, grounding, yeah. cleansing, all of that. Yeah. Love it. <sighs> What's one word you want people to use to describe you? Wow. Um Oh, magical, I would say that. Yeah. What gives you goosebumps? <laughs> High fashion designer clothes. That gives yeah. me goosebumps. Yeah. Like I was just, I literally just got my Neiman Marcus catalog and I was just like looking and I was just like, oh, 
that's what gives me goosebumps. And listeners, please, I mean, I've got a photo of um, OC on the graphic, but please go over to her Instagram and her photos and what, what you're wearing. Oh, my God, just like does something to me. I love um, your most you. recent photo shoot. Oh, my God, just breathtaking. Thank um, you. You look so hot and so alive. Oh, thank <laughs> you. So thank magical. you. <laughs> so please, listeners, go listen to that. I've got one more quick shoot question for you. Who's one woman who's really seen you? My grandmother. Oh. Yeah. Is she still with us? No, she passed a long time ago. Mm. But my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Is she one of your guides now? Yes, she definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely is. <laughs> definitely is thank you so much for today ac i've had such i've had a yeah i've had such a good time talking auras human design and numerology with you i'm just wondering where can people find you if they're looking to know more about what you do which they definitely will be (laughs) (laughs) um they can find me on instagram at ac brown they can go to my youtube channel and just search ac brown and you'll see my channel there and um, they can go to my website at acbrown.com and Excellent. you can listen to my podcast as well. Is my yes. yes, yes, yes. We'll put all of those links in the show notes. Thank you so much again. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today. Can you remind yes. me what a projector's a success? <laughs> Do you are you success. left? You've had a big day. Are you left with a feeling of success for today? Mm. Um, yes, in one area of my life, I am. I okay. do feel successful. So yes, in one area, not the whole day, just one particular part. So one particular part, yes, I feel successful, but that's good enough for me. Okay, good. I'm left with a feeling of satisfaction. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Thanks so much, AC. Thank you for having me. 